Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say Josh Widdicombe? And can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Oh, very good. There we go, Rob. Oh my God, that's so efficient. Yeah, banged it out. Seven hey, seconds, look. that video. Yeah, she's doing it for all of them. She just did a Louis Farouk one. <laughs> uh, that's Charlotte Richards. That's a child, Micah. Is it though? Or did she do all the voices like the clumps, like Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Is Charlotte just r- knocking these off, pretending to be a child? Because... I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Once you get uh, the intro to Lockdown Parenting How, it's, it's a real gateway to voiceover work, I find. I got right. Say that again. Parent's name? Charlotte. Or surname? Richards. No. Micah Richards. Her son's called Micah Richards, like the footballer. <laughs> or that was Micah Richards, but he was off duty and he's not very good at communicating <laughs> when he's at a Sky Sports studio. Uh, Micah Richards, the... Ex-Man City in England footballer, now broadcaster. Yeah, now kind of one of the most promising pundits. Oh, my God. You, uh, Michael Richards walking into a studio. He's someone who's played for England. He's, I think he might have won the league with Man City. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm sure yes, Good-looking yeah. guy. Ripped. Charismatic. Funny. Got a great laugh. Knows about it. I think he knows about his football. I'm not really sure. I'm not really listening to him. But like, as another pundit, you must see him walk in and go, oh, no. Yeah. Charisma has entered the building. Well, this is my question about Michael Richards, the two-year-old. I'd have thought the first reference with the name Micah is Micah Richards. But obviously they're, they've they called their son Micah, but they're not even aware of Micah Richards. Well, to be fair, Micah Richards has only really come back into the public consciousness in the last, what's say, 18 months on Sky Sports. But I think he's going to end up being one of the biggest pundits. So you might have a little Alan Hansen on your hands there in that house. Exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, in the bath the day before... Um, I, I thought I'd rather uh, share an uncomfortable. I just, thing. I just, all I can think of is actual Micah, six foot two, Ritz Tonk Micah Richards in a bath with Charlotte. Well, now. picture this like then. Be- picture that throughout okay. the story. Uh, in the bath uh, a couple of days ago, my son Micah uh, was playing with his willy. <laughs> Micah's got a tiny willy, he said. No chance. Oh, sorry, we're talking about the child, aren't we? <laughs> Not that. You said picture actual Micah Richards. He's just got the look of a guy who's got an absolute weapon. Oh, right. you're completely in love with Micah Richards. Like, the, yeah, the, the, the grown-up, obviously, just to be clear. He swaggers round about care of the world. And I, like, and I met him. He's a lovely bloke. He's, he's a very nice bloke. And I, I just... I'm going to say it as well, Rob. Yeah. With the demographic of our listeners on this podcast, yeah. I reckon about 12% are aware who the adult Micah Richards is that we're talking well, about. Well, I tell you what, give him a Google, because they was unaware about the French the French guy that worked at your nursery, but they all love him. His followers have shot up. Which yeah. is like a dating agency, a celebrity dating agency on the radio now. Well, exactly, exactly. Do you want to hear the end of... Um... Sorry, yes. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. Micah's got a tiny willy, he said. Yes, I agreed. Daddy's got a tiny willy, he said knowing that Daddy's the only other person with a willy in the house. Me, uh, no, 
daddy's got a big willy, I guess, meaning in comparison to his sons, obviously. Yeah. I thought oh, yeah. no further our conversation to the next. This is, a weird, this is a really weird conversation, Josh, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Also, I am picturing Michael Richards. The, uh, <laughs> it's so hard not to picture him. It's so I'm, hard not I'm, to picture him. I'm blocking him out at the moment. But at the moment, I've, all I can see is a woman talking to a two-year-old saying your dad's got a bigger dick than you, yeah. which I don't think is good for their development. I thought no further the conversation until the next day when I picked my son up from nursery. I saw him standing with a group of friends and ha- heard him crowing loudly across the playground. My daddy's got a big willy. <laughs> I am now paranoid that the nursery staff think, A... My husband is really insecure. B, my husband has an abnormally large or small willy. C, we've taught our son that this is the main thing to boast about as a boy, and this is what really matters in life. Well, thirdly, yeah, correct, it does. Um, don't try and pretend yourself or <laughs> fool yourself it doesn't. Big dicks matter. Um, gosh, how have you been? I've been all right. I've, I've written some things down. Um, I've got a question for you, parenting question, about oh, potties. Go on. How do you dispose? I know you're you're living in a post potty universe. Oh yeah, it's it's post potty, post nappy world for us. Still mid COVID, but yeah. Um... Uh, how do you dispose of the turd in a potty? Because uh, my method hasn't been good. Okay, what are you doing? Just scooping it out of your hands, popping it in your pocket? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> spreading it on the garden. Yeah. <laughs> Waste not, want not in this COVID universe. Um, no. So what I do is I get the potty and I, I lift up the lids on the toilet until it's all up, right? So it's all up and then I get the potty and then I turn it over and then bang it. I bang it on the side of the, like in the inside the toilet, okay? So it's not going anywhere. And it falls out. It falls out, but then obviously you've got some leftovers and then what I do with that is normally give that a wipe with a wet wipe, put it in the bin and then um, a bit of wet tissue to f- get it completely done and a bit of a red okay so i'm not far off the correct technique. well i don't know if that's correct that's just what i do i don't know yeah what, what, but what, no one's ever discussed it with me so i've just been doing the old turnover and drop into the toilet but yeah classic the problem with that is that yesterday it really because obviously you've got to aim it perfectly into the middle of the toilet as well yes yeah. To, to avoid skid marks um it went in there was a splash oh no and i got some of the toilet water on my lip Oh my god! Yeah, I I am not avoiding skid marks. If skid marks for me are part of the procedure, and they'll get cleaned off as well. Right, right. I think you. I think I, for me, I've always avoided the water as much as possible. I would say it was one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. Oh my god! So what what did what did you do? Well, I just kind of washed my face, but you know when something stays with you. Yeah, that's horrible, and especially as a human. As much as you love your kids, a human shit's a human shit, Josh. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> Beat around the bush here, mate. I love them to pieces, but yeah, because you know. the thing with the human shit, I suppose it does affect who it's come from. Oh yeah, of course it affects who it comes from. There is a glass ceiling with a human shit. It doesn't matter who it's come from. Like to a point, it can never get great. No, Do you know what I mean, there's levels of acceptability to disgust. Yes, but you know, like, and I think your kid is at the top of that glass ceiling. Yes, you know? yeah. I have to do the walk upstairs with the potty. I find that a grim walk when you're carrying... Okay, so you haven't got a downstairs toilet? No. No, okay, so we've got a downstairs toilet, which makes it easier. Yeah. And what I'd say, yeah, the walk, the stair walk... The walk upstairs like you're carrying the Olympic flame is just like a kind of <laughs> awful kind of holding it out in front of oh, you. Oh, wow, I've never had to deal with an upstairs... Well, that is, you've, that's totally... Yeah, no, that's thrown me a bit, Josh, if I'm honest. I've never computed that. Well, yeah, the, can't you get your daughter to go up the stairs to go to the toilet? She, no, she likes to, she likes to do it in the kitchen. What? Yeah, in the kitchen. 
Well, not near the kitcheny bits. We've got a, a large enough kitchen that you can shit without it getting on the I, any of the kitchen. I think that she needs to be doing the shit in the toilet, Josh. Do you think? Well, I think if no, if, but it's all the way upstairs, Rob. Yeah, I know, right, but if there was a toilet downstairs, it wouldn't be even in question about the kitchen. No, no, but there isn't a toilet downstairs, Rob. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you've got you because basically at the start they're a bit anti it. So I know what you mean. You've got to try and get them into it early doors, but then you've got to make that move upstairs. She'll do upstairs. I'll be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. It's more my doing. What, do you like shit in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, Rob? <laughs> Call me mad. If I was in on my own, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> this has been a really coarse opening to the show, hasn't it, really? Well no, it's potty time. It's a parenting podcast. Do you know what I mean? It's All like, right, Rob. I want you to give me the I want you to give me in order uh, if you could, if you could have a toilet installed in any room of your house that isn't the bathroom, where would you have it? Where would you have it installed? Do you know what? Just for sheer ease, and you're going to be living on your own, so there's none of the embarrassment factor. I, I, do you know what? If I can't be in a toilet, I'd have it outside. Outside. Yeah. What? So that you can enjoy it in summer. I couldn't have a toilet just in the corner of a living room. It feels like I'm in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, if you've got like little, because you can get like little seats to put on the toilet and steps yeah, we've got up the seats and the steps. They're fun. They like them. But yeah, I know what you mean though, because I've been to your house as well, and it's like a lovely house. But it's like a Victorian house, so it is. It's quite a steep, long staircase. It's a long, it's not, old way to go every time you need to piss. Yeah, and especially when you're training them, yeah. the kitchen is better because that's where the you know the she plays. I, I think when you're training them, you've got to cut out some of the things that are causing problems. Yeah, I know. I'm on your side, but there's a point where it changes because you don't want to be that 11-year-old with a dummy on a flight to Spain. No, exactly. You don't want to be the the 11-year-old who's having a shit in the cockpit. (laughs) He's just more comfortable here. He just feels better in this situation. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Apart from the lip incident, how's your week been, Josh? Uh, It's been all right. Oh, we're going through quite a... I texted you about this, Rob. We're going through quite a tantrum-y phase. Yes. So I'd say like 95% of life is great. Yeah. And the other 5% feels like an episode of Super Nanny. Yeah, but that's a three-year-old is like that. And that's exactly what we had with our three-year-old. And then... Um, see, see, I didn't realise this. Yeah, three-nanger, is it? Is that what they call? Yeah, but they do that for everything, don't they? So they're like terrible twos, three-nanger. You're like, when's this going to be like a good age in terms of the rhymes? I think about 36. 36, because there's no, there's no pun on 36. Because then they've got their own kid ruining their life. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like a shift of power. It's just, I'm glad I talked to you about it, though, last week, because genuinely, you think, oh, my God, is this it now? Well, what, what sorted it out for us was the pom-pom jar of destiny. Yeah, you've added of destiny in the last seven days. That's a big move. Well, it's because they're responding to it, and then we're getting them little treats, and they're picking stuff. And I'll tell you what we did the other day, which I don't even know if it's allowed but it must yeah. be allowed, was um, we, I sat with like my iPad and they picked a couple of toys off like a, the, like the is it Smith's website and they do click and collect. So I didn't even have to the go Smith's inside. Smith's website? So the toy, the toy, Smith's, the Smith's, Smith's website? Yeah, toy, Smith's, the toy shop. Yeah, I just didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever been on the WH Smith no, website. No, Smith's, there's a toy company. Oh, right, Smith's. I thought you were on WH. I was no, like... oh, yeah, this is classic East London. You probably got one terrible little toy shop that's open for about 20 minutes called Cockle and Tickle or something. Like, <laughs> silly old bastard runs it and it's just got like hoop and a stick and books and your poor kid <laughs> goes in there and goes, give me something plastic and Fisher Price immediately. And you have to come home with like a Rubik's Cube and they're upset. Get down, <laughs> get to the industrial estate, mate. Right? 
My day, I drove to Crayford. We did a click and collect. You queue up outside. It's really quick. Where's Crayford, Rob? South East London, Kent, Bexley Borders. And then I drove to Belvedere to queue up for half an hour for a Starbucks. What? In a drive-thru. Have you ever been Belvedere? Now, that is, you think Crayford's lively. Era from Belvedere is a different planet. I don't know whether you've started making places in South East London up to test me in the last two months. It's like the forgotten areas of South East London, like... Thamesmead, Woolwich, Erith, Belvedere, all around there. It's like I not know London, Woolwich. but not Kent. It's a strange yeah. place, really. But yeah, I did that, and that was quite good, the little click and collect. But that's because they filled up their pom-pom jar. Yeah. And then I just thought, I don't know, I didn't know if that was allowed, though, because you're, I don't know what the message is. You're only allowed to leave your house for like, essentials, but they filled up their pom-pom jar. So as far as I'm concerned, if they don't get a toy now, <laughs> that's more important than food for us in this house. <laughs> I think what I struggle with with the tantrum thing is things that you know are going to head into a tantrum, but you have to do them. There's certain toys. Do you know, have you got any friends that are like aggressive drunks? Have you just heard the places I listed? Of course I have. (laughs) Have you got any friends that aren't aggressive drunks? Because I find, so if we get the Duplo out, it's basically like giving alcohol to an aggressive drunk. Like, you've got that feeling. It's very nice at the start, but you know it's only going one way. <laughs> this is going to end in a huge, huge eruption of anger. What, why Duplo in, in particular? Because she enjoys the Duplo, but she'll try and build something that is overly ambitious like a, like, and just won't balance. And then she'll... Massive tower and it'll keep falling. Yeah, and then she'll get really angry at the situation. And there's nothing you can do because you can't go... You're not allowed to play. I'm banning you from Duplo because it's bad for you psychologically. Okay, right. So it's like she's like banning someone from shots on a stag do. Yeah. He's not allowed shots. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's not allowed Duplo. Well, I know what happened. She'll have a great time building the tower. It'll fall over and it'll all kick off. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. So you're <laughs> the first five minutes you're thinking, well, this is fine at the moment, but we all know what this is going to end up as. It's going to end up that she tries to build a large stairway and the stairway overbalances because she hasn't put enough joists <laughs> underneath. Well, I do. I think it is it is harder when you've got one because it's so much pressure on the kid and you. Like for example, like I think sometimes because like if they've got a sibling and the other one's kicking off, they can sit back and be like, "I'm not in trouble." You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. And I've, whereas it's quite full on. But she, is she still going nursery? Or is she in another? Yeah, form yeah. Of she's three days a week at nursery. Oh, that's good. But yeah, no, it is hard. But I think that's just. They, they want to do stuff. They can see older kids doing things, but they can't quite do it yet, and it sends them a it's, bit it's the, it's the skyscraping ambition, isn't it, that, that absolutely does them. Well, what the problem is with your child is, Josh, she's just so, she's so ambitious. She wants to be an architect, mate, but she can't even build a fucking stairway. <laughs> Pathetic. And she's still shitting in the kitchen. She'll design houses with no toilets. Big kitchen there. <laughs> Got it in place for a shit. What's that? What's that? This is the good What's that? Um, should we discuss? Um, we should we should reference our Instagram, shouldn't we? And we briefly did it, but the success of the French model that works at my daughter's nursery—he's getting new followers. People are raving about him. Some absolute perverts that listen to this show, though, like like desperately. Where's the picture? It was mad. so. We put up a picture of the balloons. A picture of the balloons. Some of the comments on that. This is not the photo we were waiting for. Where is yeah. the French skateboarding model? This is not the photo we were waiting for. Where's the French skateboarding model? We don't want the product. We want the producer. 
They got him though, and he's he's gone down an absolute storm. He's gone down an absolute storm. Soren, 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 Soren Pelu. I noticed that he uh, one of the first things he's put on his Instagram um, since he uh, went viral was himself um, doing some home gym topless. So he knows what the people want. He knows what they're after, and he's giving it to them. Good on him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a good guy. You've got to keep it. He's looking after your kid in the week. You got to keep him sweet, ain't you, mate? Exactly. Exactly. How's your week been, Rob? Um, yeah, it's been a lot better actually. It's um, the 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 pom pom jar has calmed stuff down. Yeah. Um, I feel a bit. It was a week ago now. Lou's had her injection, and, and I know it says you it doesn't have an impact for two to three weeks, but I think you know it still makes a difference. So that sort of calmed us all down. I feel like now we're getting into the swing of it a bit of lockdown, where before it was so stressful. And but that, that's the one thing I didn't really appreciate was before we were shielding. It was like oh, there's this terrible thing going around, but ultimately we weren't. We were because we we're younger. Yeah, we weren't at risk as such, and not yeah. that you know we still respect all the rules. But you told me you didn't must... give a fuck. That's what you. That, that was the words you used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's hard. You to described like, it you as know, other people's problems. Other people's business, mate. Yeah, that's what that's what I've called it for a year and a half. Um, but yeah, when because but when we was told to shield and it was quite vulnerable, it was like it was all of a sudden the news really matters because it's it's quite depressing hearing bad news anyway. But then if you're one of like the extremely vulnerable people and you hear it on the news, it really does subconsciously amp you up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're feeling a lot better now. and The vaccine stuff's going all well. So, yeah, we, we've sort of got into our groove now and um, hopefully we could just sort of chug along um, and it's going to be like February's a short month, isn't it? I can see February's daffodils. a short month, Rob. Just wish exactly. your life away. That's the idea. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Though. It's a short month and then we'll be in March and then kids can go back to school in March and we'll just plough through February and we'll get yeah. there. I think that's that's the plan of action. Do you know what's going to be a tough one? What's that? The year anniversary of the first lockdown. Oh, yeah, that'll be like 23rd. Is that 23rd of March? Yeah, something like that. Ah, uh, I think by then, kids will be back at school and there'll be plans for stuff to open. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive, Josh. Yeah? That's good, because you were, you were a bit down last week. I had, a, I had a terrible few weeks, but you do, don't you? You always, people, got, you, it's like you're just up and down and different days, as long as you talk to people, we'll be going for nice long walks. Be walking with Tom Allen, get my exercise in, which is quite fun. Yeah. Um, apart from when I ask him what time he woke up, and he sometimes says half eleven. What? And I want to be physically sick and kill myself. Well, no, because he hasn't got kids, does he? What time are you waking up? Um, well, the kids are getting up about six, um, which is better because of the pom pom jar of destiny. He's been helping with that. Yeah. And then we give them their iPads for an hour, and they watch their iPads in bed for an hour, and then we we well, Lou gets up with them at seven during the week, and then I get up with them at weekends. That's the sort of because yeah. I've got to go. And, I'm going. I'm leaving the house sometimes. I've uh, made a change on the uh, on the get up on the morning, so we've got one of these uh, things. It does a sun. It's got a, it's got the time on it, and then it does the sun in the day, and then a moon at night. Yeah, is it a wind up one from your local toy shop? Is it? It is made of hemp. <laughs> um. No, uh, we ordered it online. We went on a we went on whsmith.com. No, so but you can you can change the time. So I've been I've been creeping the time that the sun comes up on it. Yes, that's a good technique. Little five minutes increments. How far can I? So I'm, I'm currently at five to seven. I'm I'm wondering whether I could creep it to nine. I if I was you, I'd try and turn it to June two thousand and twenty-one. <laughs> through the next month see if you can sleep through it all like bears it genuinely it's it's an addictive thing though because you know when you're like just a little bit more can i just 
Do you think I could just? So what time they get? What time she getting up? Uh, we're on we're on five to seven at the moment. Uh, for, oh, yeah. that's a lovely lovely yeah. time. But I'm thinking if I can creep it past seven. And you have three days of nursery. I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, do you know what, mate? If I creep it past seven, she'll actually be late to get up for nursery. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I hate it when people talk about being late at the house. Oh. I just cannot imagine a world when that is plausible. When we're in dummy land. In in the in the world uh, when we still had dummies, she was knocking out eight AMs at points. Haven't had a sniff of an eight AM since we got rid of the dummy. Do you know what? I, you know I talked about my um, Jeff Bezos cardboard box man. Yeah. Uh, daydream i did another one the other day i think i think i basically hypnotized myself oh yeah because yeah it was really right when we we went out when we went out for this like drive which is probably against the rules i don't know what is anymore but like to get the click and collect and then get a coffee right i think you're allowed to collect shopping yeah so it was it was a click and collect click and collect wouldn't exist if you weren't allowed to collect legally yeah you just click it it'd just be all click <laughs> yeah it'd just be called everyone's click. just ordering stuff to pick up in three months time <laughs> <laughs> anyway so Oh, we did that, and it was out for about an hour, like round trip, hour and a half round trip, and it was really rainy and horrible on Saturday, wasn't it? Depressing, and I just and the kids were falling asleep in the back, and I just said to Lou, went, "Right, this is what we do. Just imagine this." And it was really, I went, "We've been camping for five days, right? And we were wet yeah. through it. it. Was rainy the whole time. The kids were awful, and kept on crying, and we we're all cold. Your feet are all soaking wet and soggy, and we just want to get in and not leave the house. So I was just." <laughs> Because I'm sick of being inside. I'm just trying to pretend to myself that I'd had a horrendous outdoors experience. So you're now daydreaming about awful things that are worse than your current life to make you feel happy. Yes, so that's another so, angle. But when I said you're feeling a bit better this week, it's not because things are better. It's you, you've started to imagine that things could be I'm worse. I'm Paul McKenna in myself, mate, yeah. <laughs> and your worst case scenario is just a camping holiday. No, but like, you know when it's really rainy and horrible? No, because yeah. it isn't that bad. Ex- you don't have to do a, a bad experience, but do something that, like, that is awful so that you want to be inside. Because we don't want to be inside, do we? So, like, no. and that's why the other day I was going to jump headfirst into a muddy puddle. Because I thought, if I walk home now, all I want now is to be indoors. Yeah. So I might do that. I might put it on Instagram. I might jump full face into a muddy puddle and then go home. Why don't, as a, as a kind of thing, as, as a kind of service to the nation, you could just do awful things to yourself outdoors so that people can feel better about themselves being locked in. Perfect. Well, send some, send some suggestions in and we'll do... Send your suggestions in. Check us on my Instagram. Exactly. Do you know what we haven't talked about is the snow. How was the snow for you? Um, yeah, the 13 minutes of snow was excellent as I hurried around the garden scraping ice off a of garden furniture to try and make an ice man in the back garden. But it, the kids loved it, but it didn't last long, did it? It was the strangest kind of quickest snow I've ever had in my life. We were at the playground, and I'm not going to lie, the first time she went down the slide, I've never seen speeds like it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> It was like cool runnings. I've no, it was unbelievable. Um, there was an ice cream van as well, which I thought was very, very hopeful. But there we go. I've been having ice creams outside on my walks. Have you? Yeah, just to make my mouth feel different on a walk. To make your mouth feel different. What a weird way yeah. to describe eating. Well, my, I've realised I love different sensations. I get so bored so quickly. I just love different sensations or different things, like travelling or going abroad. That's why I, I liked doing comedy. You go everywhere, all different places. It's always different. Yeah. So that's why I struggle. So I was like, well, how can I make this different? I'm going to eat an ice cream and listen to an iPod Nano from 2011. Wow. What ice cream did you go for, Rob? Oh, just any old shit that's left in the freezer. Oh, wait, you're not buying them? No, I didn't go to the shops. I'm not allowed in a shop, am I? I'm not going to... And I can't click and collect a Solero. <laughs> I 
Right, should we do some emails and Instagrams? I've got some great Instagrams. We, we haven't done Instagrams, Trippet. You just do Instagrams. Do some Instagrams. Right, this is, I've got a couple here. I've got names or salty. What do you want? Oh, I always like salty. Okay, it's a salty one about me. Salty Rob, okay? Oh, yeah, definitely then. So this is from uh, Kate. Do you remember it? I do, and I'm, I'm going to uh, dispute this claim. Hi, Rob okay. and Josh. Podcast helps me get through my 4 a.m. starts at Sainsbury's, and I enjoy it thoroughly. I was going to say that is an early wake-up, but that's actually a job. Unless Sainsbury's is the child. Yeah. <laughs> really puts Michael Richards into perspective, doesn't it? Little Jay Sainsbury's <laughs> running around, and little orange and brown baby grow. Anyway, so it helps me get through my that's an early start, but then you're done early, Kate, aren't you? Um, and I enjoy it thoroughly, even though I have no kids. And to be honest, you have put me off having them. Um, I don't know if you're still doing salty or not salty. I have a second-hand salty Rob. Second-hand salty Second-hand. Me and my partner walking through um, town in Newcastle. I was on tour up there. Uh, when we spotted a wild Rob Beckett, we thought we would follow him. Wild. Well, yeah, just I just me walking. I remember I was just walking through in the In his shop. natural habitat. Yeah, clicking and collecting. And we spotted a wild Rob Beckett. We thought we would follow him to try and get a picture. Now, you know, to be honest, being followed is not ideal, is it, from Kate? Yeah. I think, if anything, at the moment, Kate's not coming out this well. No. I don't follow for a photo. Do you approach for a photo? Yeah, you just, I mean, it depends what distance they saw you from. Unless they were hoping that you were going to walk past an area which had a nicer backdrop for the photo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, maybe. But I might have to walk out of Newcastle for that. Joke. I'm joking, Newcastle. I love you. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough, though, that is a lively, that's a lively place. Anyway, so they're following me for a picture. He attracted the attention of another young couple, and the lad turned and shouted, Hey, it's Rob Beckett. Rob ground to a halt and slowly turned around to give the boy the most blood-curdling stare I have ever seen, right? Wow. Turned back and carried on walking. The boy turned to us and said, had we noticed it? And Rob was a dick. Whoa. Um, Right, I know what happened here. This, right, that couple, I was walking through town with headphones on as well. So sometimes if someone... Where were you going, Rob? To the gig? shopping. I was shopping, I think. It was was about 11 a.m. in the morning because I did two nights there. I remember getting up, walking to the shop. And I have headphones in. So if people are shouting at me, my rule is if someone says my name, I'll turn around. But if people just go, oi, oi, or like geezer with a teeth or like cockney horse, uh, that isn't my name. So I won't turn around to that. I think that's fair. If someone well, says that's not your name. That's not my name. That isn't my name. Right. So if someone says Rob, I will turn around and say hello. But sometimes, because I've got headphones in, you can't tell what's going on. And anyway, so you look around and I look, if I'm not smiling, I do look quite angry. But it's weirder though to just turn around with a full grin. But uh, the couple would. Not this this Kate. The other couple that tried to say hello were still drunk. They'd been out all night, and it was like you know, you know, when someone stumbles home at like ten eleven in the morning. Yeah, they were yeah, still yeah. drunk. Obviously, stayed on a mate's sofa, and they're going home. They were still drunk. So I was just like, oh my god! Like you know, when like there's drunk people shouting at you. Yeah, I was looking. Yeah. At, so I wouldn't call it a blood curdling stare. I was like, I was confused. Yeah, um, and I would have had a photo, Kate. You don't have to follow me. Just come up and say hello. But that was that's a sorty. But if it if it came across sorty. I'm sorry. I don't think that's salty. I when I supported Steve Merchant on tour, he that so this was years ago. His rule is he wouldn't stop for anyone that shouted out. He'd happily do a photo yeah. or something, but he would never stop for people who shouted out. And it did mean that we were walking through Manchester and he uh, mistakenly blanked Rob Bryden. Mistakenly? Wow. Well, you you make the decision there. <laughs> we walked past someone who was shouting. Yeah. And then he uh, he was like, I'm not going to turn around for yeah. that prick. And then uh, and then his phone rang a minute later. It was Rob Bryden going, why have you just ignored me in the street? I was shouting your name out, mate. Oh, my God, what a show it was. It's Stella Street in Manchester. 
<laughs> Do you know what it was? Um, it was uh, it was that hotel, the the Lowry. Have you stayed there? Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, the Man United players stay there, and a lot of people on tour stay up yeah. there. I had breakfast there once, and Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse were in there. I was so excited. Oh, how excited! And Paul Whitehouse came over and said hello, and I was like buzzing. I stayed in that uh, hotel uh, when they had one of those charity football matches on, like you know, like Soccer Aid, but not Soccer Aid. Because Mourinho used to live there, didn't he? That's the one that Mourinho lived in. It's also the one where uh, Wayne Rooney uh, slept with the sex worker. Oh my um, God, what a place! It's it's, it's an amazing place, Robbie. <laughs> Every room's got a story. I also I shared a, a lift there, an elevator, with the um with the guys that own Man City. Oh really? Yeah, very exciting oh, place. Oh, right. I, I saw Emma Willis there once. Oh, this my is unbelievable. word, Rob. How have you been sitting on that for two minutes? It's non-stop, isn't it? Do it's you know what I mean? Not, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I once saw Andy Parsons there. This place is dripping in swaz. It really is. Um, Josh, I've got some more Instagram stuff here. This is, you know, Izzy, the, we're doing angry rants from the school gates anonymously. Oh, yeah. So basically, this has come from a lady called Ella, and she's got a daughter called Izzy, and it's she's claiming that the name Izzy is a, is a name for a bitch. What? So hear me out. Um, Izzy, yes, what a bitch name. My daughter gets called Izzy. She's horrid. When she was six, she held a child's legs up when they were on the monkey bars, so they fell and broke both their wrists what? because they wouldn't let her go first. The worst part, it was a, it was at school, and I'm a teacher there. So oh this is word. Ella with her daughter, Izzy. I get told all the time what... So wait, 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 her daughter did this? Yeah, and she said it's because of the name Izzy. What, right? she's she's dobbing in her own daughter? Yeah, but she th- she says it's the name, not the person that does it. We need to get Izzy Sooty back on. <laughs> no, but that's a different Izzy. That's S-Y, isn't it? This oh, is right. I-Z-Z-I-E. Right, okay? right, right. So she said, I get told all the time what a darling son I've got who's 10. He's a complete angel. Where did it go wrong with Izzy? I blame my husband as he chose her name. For the last six months, we've chose her Belle to see if this rectifies her behaviour. It has, and now she's nice. What? She's she's claiming it's the name Izzy. So, you know... If you're out there, and if you're if you are if you if you know an Izzy that's a bitch, let us know. If you are an Izzy and you're not being a bitch, let us know. We need to put this to bed. Or are there any other names that you associate with bad? Maybe it's the name. Maybe it's the name. It's interesting. The change to I was like, I'm not buying this. But the moment they changed the name to Belle, she changed personality. I'm just saying. Look, if you if there's three people in front of you, Isabel, Izzy, and Belle, I'm going Isabel, Belle, then Izzy. On first instincts, on gut instincts, on the names. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or are we being too judgmental? I'm just saying there must be names that are associated with people. I like the name Izzy. But but, but, but is that because I I like people that are bad for me, Rob? You do do like a bad girl, don't you? I do like a bad girl. I just can't help it. Neck tattoos, motorbikes, all the time. (laughs) Are you sitting in the sidecar, Rose, or she let you on the back? I I, I get in the sidecar. um, And occasionally she lets me wear a leather jacket. like a little Dulux dog in a sidecar with your hair. Uh, yeah, but I'd look like Wallace and Gromit. That's what it would look like. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so that's a, a mum of, of an Izzy yeah. saying that it's the name, not the girl. Okay, so that's interesting. Take from that what you will. That's a, that's a different uh, take on it. Um, I've got a couple more here. Rob, did you get the job with the dog shit shoes? Um, it was actually, yeah, it was um, it was like a trial and uh, I didn't get asked back. So make of that what you will. I love that they've just asked for, for extra information on an old story. And also, if you didn't hear that episode, 
there's a lot more questions being left open there about what what the job with the dog shit shoes was than uh, the uh, the new answer. There. <laughs> it was a it was a com- it was a writing job for a sort of corporate company, um, which uh, yeah did not go well. Um, Oh, this is a nice one. This is from, uh, I'll keep it anonymous. I think they want it anonymous. Um, Hi, guys. Just wanted to thank you for the Paddy McGuinness episode. Absolutely love the podcast. But as a father of a four-year-old with autism, I often feel left out of parenting norms. And and that's become a big part of my life. Having Paddy on and hopefully Christine and maybe more atypical parents in the future would really make me smile. Yeah, we'll definitely try and get Christine on. It'd be good to, yeah. uh, I think that's really, but we've got, got a similar email, Rob. Oh, yeah. I just I just want to say this is from Lauren Green. I just want to say thank you for the episode with Paddy McGuinness. I'm 21 and autistic, and it's so so lovely to hear a parent talk so excitedly and lovingly about their autistic kids. Oh, nice! I really loved hearing Paddy talk about his kids. They seem brilliant. I just want to say thank you for hosting a really amazing parent and showing that autism isn't this dark cloud over a family that many people portray it as. All the best, Lauren. That's, well, that's very lovely. I mean, it really undermines our next message, which is about the delivery radius of Just Eat and Deliveroo that you want increased, Josh. Yeah, we've done it in the wrong order, haven't we? We should have finished with the nice bit, but instead we're now moving back into my uh, Deliveroo radius uh, idea, which I do think is one of my great ideas. Yeah, so explain your radius idea, Josh. That you On Deliveroo or Just Eat or Uber Eats or whatever app you use to order takeaway, you should be able to pay maybe £5 extra, to increase the radius of restaurants that you can order from. Yes. Well, we've got this here from M. Hi, both. So I asked my flatmate, who's a software engineer for Just Eat, about the increasing radius idea. She told me, in the case of Just Eat, it's actually the restaurants that control how far they deliver to, not a radius cap from the house. So perhaps if you petition your favourite restaurants outside your catchment, you can get them to deliver to yours. Love the podcast. Well, I I think that would still work, wouldn't it? Because what you would do is you'd go, the restaurants would be able to say a radius they deliver to, and then they'd be able to say their £5 extra radius. I think that this needs to be a Just Eat Deliveroo-led initiative. We can't petition each individual country. I mean, I know, you know, look, the vaccine's been a success out of the EU, but I think we need a solid block state to negotiate this, and I think that should be done by Just Eat and Deliveroo. I can't go to every restaurant and ask them to increase it, can I? No, exactly. And I think it's really good that we're the we're the people that are starting this positive change for the nation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just in time for all lockdown measures to be reduced after the vaccines hit. Here's That's a question. It. Would I be annoyed if Just Eat stole my idea? Because I'm not going to do anything with it. No, you can't you can't start a company that just increases radiuses. <laughs> I don't think there's a profit in it. I think I think you'd have to be really you know, you need the infrastructure around it in order to implement your idea. So I think it, I just think you need to let that go and not and not follow it up legally. Okay, I'm not going to follow it up. It's yours to have Deliveroo, Just yeah. Eat, and Uber Eats. Lovely, yeah. But let let them get on with it. Get on with it. Uh, you got the emails, Josh? Or do you want another Instagram? Yes, I have got emails. Right. So, what was the email that stuck with you the most last week, Rob? It's probably the email that stuck with me the most we've ever done. Was it the um, didn't know she was pregnant? Yes. This is for Amy Jordan. Just listen to your latest step about the lady who didn't know she was pregnant until she was giving birth. I used to think this was absolutely insane and unbelievable until it almost happened to me. Let me break it down and try to explain how I never noticed. Basically, I was really shit at remembering to take the pill daily, so the doc suggested a depot injection. 
You have it once every three months and can forget about it in between. And on it, you don't have periods at all. So, question one down. That's why no periods didn't ring any alarm bells. Turns out, I was also shit at remembering when I needed the jab, miscalculated, went for one two weeks late, and in that gap, I accidentally got pregnant. Oh, my. I had really bad morning sickness for weeks. But it happened in the year of norovirus. A year of norovirus? Like, it's a thing. Was it a, was it a specific year? Actually, norovirus the year, year that norovirus was running rampant through the area. And one of the oh, symptoms okay. was severe sickness. So I kind of chalked it up to that. The sickness then stopped, so I just thought I'd recovered. I just didn't get a belly. I know you joked about pregnancy being psychosomatic on the pod, but I'm sure so. Some... Joke? <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, sure, we have a laugh, but, you know, some, take me serious sometimes. Well, look, <laughs> I, I know you joked about being psychosomatic, but I'm sure some of it is. Once I find out I was pregnant, I absolutely ballooned, and within a week or two, I had a massive bump in the end. But before that, you wouldn't have known. It was like my body relaxed into it or something. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I threw that out there and someone's come out of an even more insane theory that their body exploded when she found out. Well, she, she can only tell you what she experienced, Rob. Oh, exactly. I'm not calling her a liar, you know. But this is also a person that keeps forgetting to take the pill, keeps forgetting to get the injection, and renamed a year the year of norovirus, which I've never heard of. No. So you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. I actually even felt it moving in my belly for weeks before I even knew. But it just felt like butterflies. And since I've struggled badly with anxiety as a kid, still have occasional bouts as an adult, I thought they were nervous anxiety butterflies like when I was younger. Oh. I ended up finding out when I started being sick again and ended up going to A&E on Friday night since I couldn't even keep water down and my doctors are closed for the weekend. A blood test confirmed it. I just started the summer holidays at the end of my second year of uni. He was born in the August, three weeks before my 21st birthday. Imagine how dry that year's celebrations were. Oh, my. So she has to do a final year of uni for one-year-old. I was back at uni in September. The, how was your holiday? What did you do? Well, actually, I ended up having a baby chat. It was quite wild. Oh, my He'll God. be eight this year. Oh, lovely. He is the sunshine to every day, but he does talk endlessly in early lockdown. I even bought earplugs, so I certainly didn't have to listen to him anymore. <laughs> he thinks it's a hilarious joke, but I legitimately left a bad amorism review because I, they didn't drown him out well enough. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, so she could have she could have been in that if she hadn't gone to that hospital, she could have been yeah. in labour, not knowing. Isn't that mad though, right? Yeah. I, I'd love more stories. I I could read those kind of stories. Like I know I know it's the same story again and again. I'd happily hear other people's experiences of not realising you're pregnant because it is astonishing. Yeah, it happens. It does it happen. It happens, guys. I wonder how it affected her exams having a child. Well also, presumably she'd signed up to Go back into a house show. <laughs> yeah. Guys, just one thing. Imagine how annoyed you'd be if you were someone else in the house share. You couldn't say anything. To be fair, a baby would probably keep the same hours as a house share at uni. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, so there we go. We also want to say a big thank you um, for the charity Trussell Trust fundraiser we've done. Um, we've raised like over 20 grand, Josh. That's amazing. Genuinely uh, brilliant. Thank you to our listeners. Um, the links on that, if you go to uh, the links in the description of, the, of this uh, podcast. But yeah, we've raised 23, at the moment it's 23,244. But we're going we're gonna to shut it down um, probably by the end of the week. So do go on and donate. 
Yeah, because uh, we put a we put an aim of fifty grand on there. I don't think we'll hit that, but if we could try and get to twenty five grand, that'd be great. Um, but it's your last chance to donate before we send the money over to the charity. We are providing you, you know, with with podcasts and pictures of hot Frenchmen. Exactly. So just you know, it's sort of like a, a OnlyFans in a way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're paying towards. But yeah, it's your last chance to donate before we send the money over. Uh, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It's, a, it's really nice to all club together and raise so much money for charity cheers guys i tell you what we'll, we'll wrap this up now but on friday we'll go through our text exchange when you got drunk after last leg so drunk <laughs> you were battered so I've got the drunk voice memo. we'll play the voice memo it doesn't make any sense did i do a voice memo fuck it yes hell. right we'll play it on friday but this is very funny look forward um, to that thanks for listening guys and uh make sure you uh send in any correspondence we're, we're getting through it now we've got it we're a bit more professional with collating it aren't we josh yeah, I, I, we are more professional and We've also... We've got a Google Doc. Look, the whole thing is, is like fucking clockwork these days. So, um, you know, if you do tell us that you've got pregnant without realising it, you'll go straight to the top of the pile, though. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye!